Come on, Steve Jobs. Let's get on it. Wait, is Steve Jobs dead? He's been dead for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, then who's dead? Well, well, then who's alive? Like, you're asking who's the CEO of Apple? Elon Musk. No, like, who's, Jeff like, a, a millionaire? What is that guy? Jeff yeah, Bezos. that's such yeah. a, that's It's giving very Elon Musk. Because, like, he yeah. runs around with Grimes. <laughs> I feel like she's into cloning. I'm everybody's favorite fox, Theron, with a better microphone this week. How are you guys doing? <laughs> and it's a podcast where two friends talk about nerd stuff, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you're doing well and finding ways to take care of yourself. I feel mm -hmm. like it's been a hard year for everyone, so hopefully things start looking up for you. We have a guest with us today, and I will let Theron do the honors of introducing our guest. All right. So our guest is a librarian extraordinaire from Tahlequah. Well, they're from Muskogee, but they work in the Tahlequah one. They are the quote-unquote no not-official <laughs> merch girl for one of the greatest bands ever, When the Clock Strikes, my rival yes. band. Yes. Uh, I call her the Manic Pixie Dream Girl of my raver's heart because I met her at a rave and I'm doing air quotes. I am so happy to present to the listeners the one, the only, the fabulous, the flawless, she might punch you in the face, Jared. <laughs> Thank you for having so me. Yeah, thanks for I am here. excited to be here. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Obviously. I'm a little yeah. high, guys. Yeah. So, um, Jaren, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I know Theron mentioned that you're a librarian. Yeah. So I am the technology specialist uh, at the Tahlequah Public Library. So my job is to pretty much help people do stuff on the computer. Computers are hard mm -hmm. and confusing. And we, especially in a rural area like Tahlequah, do not have a lot of help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's no DHS office. So when people need to come to their DHS mm -hmm. stuff, they come to the library, you know, they need to renew their whatever. Sure. I help them with that. Um, if they need to, you know, sign on to their, so make a social mm. security account online, I help them do that. Along with normal stuff like making Facebook accounts and checking in and out books, stuff like nice. that. I don't do much maintaining on the computers, but um, I do help people. People come in all the time and say, why is my screen doing this on my phone? Mm -hmm. Why, you know, is my computer not working? And once again, there's not really too much help, so I even do that. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of like a jack of all trades when it comes to like IT and I assume maybe helping. Do you guys kind of help too with um, maybe like resume building or, any, or anything like that? Is, that? is that kind of out of your scope or is that something maybe you guys can help? No, out no, with? no. Pretty much anything that involves a computer awesome. really. I, Google helps me a lot when I can't mm -hmm. figure out how to help the patrons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, we have. You know, Word has built-in resume templates, but there's even um, lots of websites mm -hmm. out there, like OK Job Match from the state, mm -hmm. that you just, if you have no clue about a resume, you haven't had to ever do one, it just asks you really simple questions, you fill it in, and I definitely can, I've many times stood behind someone and, and 
told them which box to click in and oh, oh don't start typing yet make sure to click sure, in the sure. box oh no click yeah. in the box um and even stuff like um when they go to apply for like walmart that's really confusing mm-hmm. for someone who maybe has never had it or has had the same job for a really long time and it's closed now closed down now to covid mm-hmm. or simply they aren't getting the social security benefits they need to continue being alive mm-hmm. even to provide for home and health and so, yeah, suddenly it's been 1987 since you've had a job that you've had to worry about. You got laid off. Now it's time to apply for Walmart, and I help them do that, too. Awesome. Sounds like a pretty rewarding job. I mean, really just helping people with what they need to do to, you know, sort of operate in the world, right? I mean, our whole kind of society sort of revolves around the Internet and technology, so helping people mm-hmm. uh, do that is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's not just older people I help. Uh, lots of younger people have only ever had cell phones mm. or tablets, and using a computer is like a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like right-clicking and left-clicking, mm-hmm. dragging and dropping. Those, if you've never had that, you wouldn't know how to do it. Even schools nowadays, um, you know, they might have Chromebooks, but even a Chromebook is a little different from a computer being able to, you know, they go to a website and ask them to upload their resume in PDF format and they're like, I don't understand half those right. words, yeah, yeah. even though they're, you know, they're 22. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I help out, you know, a lot of people think I just helped grannies with their Facebook accounts, but it's all different kinds of people. Definitely. You know, people talk about libraries like, you know, why do we still need them? And, you know, when you can just use Amazon or Netflix for your movies and books, but it's that people connection. You can't go to Netflix and say, how do I upload my resume? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here, and I will calmly play Pokemon Go while you type out your <laughs> resume for an hour and a half. <laughs> nice. I think well, that's speaking, pretty dope. Of, speaking of Pokemon, that's a really great segue uh, into the movie we're covering today, which is Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting title, the first movie. I like, think... What is he striking back? Well... <laughs> we could get into it. <laughs> let's yeah, let's let's hop into it. Um, um, but before we hop into it, as we always do, we start with a mental health check. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Jaron, would you like to go first, or would you like one of us to go first? It's totally up to you. Uh, no, I I can go first. Uh, so this week has been pretty good. Um, the sun is slowly coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, for a while, I get off at six. I get home about six forty-five, and in the winter time. The only sunlight I see is on my commute to work mm. because it's too cold to walk around in the afternoon. So when I come home, there's no sunlight. But now the sunlight is slowly, still slowly peeking out when I get off at six. So I'm like, ah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Spring is coming. The dark times are ending. Yes. yes. Uh, so that's always nice. You know, it's one of those reminders that quite often being inside all day, most of us inside mm-hmm. all day, that we forget that, you know, things change. Life moves. Life moves on time continues, mm-hmm. and so sometimes even when it's really dark in our lives, emotionally or actually physically, mm-hmm. you just can see those little changes in nature, and you go, "Oh, it's not always going to be this bad." Right. Um, I love that analogy. Yeah, yeah me too. Being this, yeah, when you're stuck in your house all day, it's hard to remember that stuff. But yeah, nature, nature reminds us. Uh, last couple of weeks, um, it hasn't been that great. One of mine and Stevens, my husband Steven, for 
those who don't know who I am or who Stephen is, one of her close friends died. Um, and that was really hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he was a big in the music scene, podcasting. You know, he really helped out Steven's band. He was in some of their music videos. They were on his podcast. And so that was pretty hard. And we attended his funeral. But it was very nice. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's always amazing to see the impact of someone on the lives mm-hmm. of people. You don't know. Like, we didn't know his family close. But to have them come up and tell stories, that was really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but that was pretty hard from learning about that and... You know, it's it's scary. It's scary to have someone your age, or truthfully, he was a bit younger than us, mm-hmm. uh, pass away. That you know, it's bringing that mortality to the front, and no one likes to be reminded of their own mortality. Right. But it's one of those things you you know take each day yeah. as it comes, mm-hmm. and you just you know you don't take anything for granted. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 I'm sorry you know to hear about the passing of steven because you know um theron you know had mentioned you know when he when he passed that they was really close and uh i saw that impact because i know I'm, I'm i'm friends with um you know like your husband and 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 daniel and joey you know from cliff diver and you know on facebook and just really just seeing the impact that he had in that tulsa music scene and um he just seemed like a really um solid dude you know, and uh, I, I hated to hear that he passed away. So um, my condolences, you know, obviously were out and um, positive vibes to you all um, as you're kind of moving through that. Stephen was larger than life. Stephen yeah. was larger than life. He had a really big heart. And like, now I'm sad again, but it'll be okay. Um, I like how Jaron brought up the fact of mortality. I always bring up the stupid Carrie Fisher quote, but we don't really remember when we're told that we're not immortal. We just kind of figure it out and sometimes it's a slap in the face sometimes a little tap on the shoulder Mm -hmm. um one thing about Stephen I'll always remember is his infectious smile uh the way he spoke he had great elocution it was very smart very midwesterner uh not midwestern mid-atlantic I'm sorry I met him back in 2010 in a art class and I remember he would say really pretentious things to the teacher and I lived for it because I was just like yeah you dragged Dr. L I'm not going to say his real name because I don't want to get sued and so uh, (laughs) me and him just started getting closer when I had moved back um, to Tulsa so you know we were supposed to go to a concert together I'm still going to go and love to Steven his family Lydia again thank you for the memories man yeah yeah it's it's obvious that he had such a huge impact Oh, yeah, he was, like, everywhere. He was just, like, this hybrid, like, I don't know, like, this mix of a person who just was super social, but yet so intelligent, it wasn't in in an arrogant way. If you didn't know him, you would think it was arrogant, because at first I was like, okay, he's a little arrogant, but then I got to know him, and I was like, oh, shit, he's not arrogant, he's cool as shit, and that's just life, though. It's just life. Um, Since I'm talking, I'm going to go ahead and just do my mental health. I'm doing good, finally. Um, I got some bad news again, but like, it's fine. I think right now it's kind of like that situation where the struggle builds character. And I think this is just part of my character development, but if this character development doesn't go well, I'm definitely going to go into my villain era. Um, I am buying more black clothes. My hair is now black, um, which is rare. So, like, just one heartbreak away of just setting the house on fire and just becoming a supervillain. 
but my brother's daughter's due this week and I'm so excited to be an uncle times oh, like yeah. whatever. Um, her name's gonna be Ava. I was gonna call her Io, but like I was like, that's gonna be for like older. I wanna call her Bambi, which is a Yoruban word, which has been uh, appropriated by Americans for like baby deers. But Bambi means baby in like West Africa. So I'm gonna call her Bambi. I'm like, what's up Bambi? And it's just cuter, you know? Like Io seems a little er, while Bambi's just like, oh Bambi. <laughs> and 99% of people are gonna think that you're like equating that name to the baby deer. I don't, I won't care. <laughs> I mean, because it literally means it translates to baby. <laughs> right. Right. No, that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know that. So thank you for that little fun fact there. Darren. For you guys don't know, I'm a first generation American. <laughs> but before I'm an American, I'm a Britney and Janet Jackson fan first. And Beyonce. <laughs> It's true. He's part of the uh, Beyonce University. I'm part of the Beehive. I saw his diploma. He earned that shit. Period. How are you doing, Ty? (laughs) Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, It's it's been some. There's been some ups and downs. Um, I I had my therapy appointment this this morning actually, and she really just worked with me on um, not like living in the past so much and really just trying to focus on the growth you know because i think a lot of times we can sort of live in the past and live with like past mistakes and things that we did or said or the kind of person we were you know eight to ten years ago and it's it's amazing to see like the growth at least that i've made in eight years which i know is a long time and i i just i need to stop focusing so much on that because my brain can be um a pretty debilitating thing sometimes mm-hmm. where like that there's that little voice that kind of likes to creep up, you know, and just sort of remind me um, uh, and just kind of bring up things or even kind of give me false thoughts as well, you know, which can lead to self-esteem issues, depression, anxiety or whatever. So I've been working on that. Mm-hmm. I went for a run. I, I ran the, the BOK 5k which I'm still like physically recovering from because we had to run up like all the stairs in the BOK center. Mm. Such a stupid race. Oh, it was so dumb. I mean, it was really challenging and it was, it was, it was fun, but my God, I'm hurting so bad in my calves and my quads are just on fire. Um, but it really got me back into that like running bug. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm not like officially announcing this, but there's a possibility that I'll be running a full marathon in like nine weeks. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I'm going to start training maybe tomorrow if my legs can start feeling better. So we'll see. Uh, I just really felt, I felt really good last year when I was running. I was, mm-hmm. I was running so much. I mean, I was just, I don't know. I think it had a lot of really positive impacts on my mental health. And, and I stopped running once the time changed and, you know, Jaren, like you said, like getting dark at like 5 p.m., like when it first changes. And it's like, I don't want to run in the dark because I can't see. I might twist my ankle. And I'm definitely not running on a treadmill because there's nothing like looking at the same thing for, you know, a mile in, you know. So I'm like, nah, I'll just, I'll take a break. So now that, like you said, it's getting, you know, the light's staying out until like a little past six. It gives me enough time to get off work at five and go for a quick jog or something uh, just to get out there. Um, and it just kind of helps me get out of my head um, a little bit. But, um, man, I, I, I've had a lot of friends, like, reaching out to me today, just kind of checking in on me and family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I just really appreciate that that outpour. Um, um, I've just kind of been in a little bit of a funk, but uh, I, I'm working through it, so it'll it'll all be all right in the end. So, I just want to let our listeners know I did not reach out to Tyler because I didn't give a fuck. No, just kidding. <laughs> we love. I will. I, I treat Tyler the way I treat my brothers. Poorly. Hurts. Poorly. Hurts. I treat him the same way I treat my brothers. Very poorly. Uh, it's funny <laughs> that you went to therapy because I went to therapy today too, and I think we, me and Tyler, were texting back and forth about it. And my mm. therapist brought up the fact that I bought something expensive again, and she goes. You just buy a lot of expensive things to make your like inner child happy, and then I just looked at it and I go, "Material girl, I like Chanel on boots because my inner child has been broken and abused." And she just like <laughs> looked at me and started writing aggressively on a notepad. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably gonna get discharged." <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. Was she like... was next session. She's like, "Theron, I'm leaving the country. <laughs> You've driven me out. Of practice. I'm not even gonna do therapy anymore." <laughs> Listen, listen. Here's your new therapist. Let me Good tell y'all a really fun fact about this woman. I've known this lady. I've been seeing her on and off since I was fucking nine. She knows everything. Wow. <laughs> she knows everything. Uh, everything. So she can't leave me. I'm in her bloodstream. So um, with that being said, let's go ahead and go into my favorite segment, Sick sad world and for once we're not talking about the spears family we're gonna move over to west hollywood to calabasas and we're gonna talk about the kardashian west family because one thing about me is i will never cap for the kardashians and i'll never cap for kanye but watching their custody divorce drama unfold on instagram has been something that i've been living for I just love the fact that Kanye West decided that he's black again since his white wife will not let him see his children. Rightfully so, Kim, because he's fucking crazy. He's like two screws. Li- like the hamster is dead, mm-hmm. but the wheel is still spinning with Kanye. I think he has the same <coughs> diagnosis with as me, bipolar 2. And I mm-hmm. definitely think he needs like Rispidol because I think there's some psychotic features there. But also he's a narcissist. So I don't know. I, I'm not yeah. trivializing mental health by no means. But Kanye West has been acting a mess. Like if I was Kim, I would be afraid for my life. Yeah, And the, Kanye did start a rumor that, you know, she put a hit. He, he put a hit out on her. But the fact that he lives next door to her, he bought the house next door to her because she refused <laughs> to remarry him. I heard about that. It's freaking crazy to me. It's ridiculous. That's some spooky, ookie-dookie-dookie shit. And I've had some really crazy-ass ex-boyfriends and shit, but ain't none of them ever did that kind of shit. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I've... Man, I used to love Kanye when I was, like, in high school. Like, I had the college dropout. And, like, me too. And that was shit. And then I had all, all the other albums. I don't know where the change, like... Like when it happened, um, his mom died. Right. I mean, I guess it was around then. It was it was different. I guess because I didn't really hear about Kanye a, a ton because, you know, I wasn't on Twitter, I wasn't on Instagram. You just didn't hear about it a lot. Man, I remember his TMZ. Um, I don't know what you'd call it, interview where he just kind of waltzed into TMZ and was talking about slavery being a choice. Oh God. Or something like that. And yeah. then he like went to the White House and was like, I ride with Trump. <laughs> and Trump was like, I like this guy. <laughs> and so, then he was like, I'm a run for president. And I was like, oh, my God. And people actually voted for him in Oklahoma. Shout out to you people for throwing away names. your fucking vote. 
because I know one person who actually voted for Kanye, and I canceled him for other reasons. But I will turn that heifer's page if we have to talk about him. We're not talking about him. <laughs> um, we'll talk about it off air. But gosh, okay, so Kanye West was not a media fic media fixture when he first came out. He was about the music, the music only. Mm -hmm. And once he went off on Little Taylor Swift, and that's when yeah. he really just started popping off in the media. Yeah. Jaren, do you have anything to add to this? Because I know you're not like a Kanye <laughs> listener, but like, what is your thoughts? Uh, I, a film as I know minimal about all of this stuff, but generally, don't uh, move next to your um, ex because they won't remarry you. Don't pick the house next to them. That's not good for you or them. That's not mm. a good mental health choice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just go away. Just go somewhere else. If you want there to be any sort of getting back together, just go away for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> be, I could not imagine every time I walked in my house, I saw my crazy ex over there. <laughs> I would just... I wouldn't. There would be no goodwill between us. Oh, we're gonna fight. I feel like he's just watching her. Like I feel like he has cameras, like ring cameras. So like when motion pulls in, like a car opens up, it goes to his app, and he just like pulls it up to see like if Kim's there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a I mean he has like these binoculars. Yes. It's not given like what it's supposed to Yeah. Isn't he in a new relationship with someone? Okay. So he's in a relationship with some random model type. I guess she's an actress as well. Um, I'm doing finger quotes if you can't see, um, who, there's nothing, like, I, I'm not going to talk bad about this woman because I don't know this woman from a boot to a high heel shoe, but it's, mm -hmm. it's giving very orchestrated. It's, it's giving very, I want to one-up Kim since one Kim Kardashian West is dating one Peter Davison. And I feel bad for Pete because Pete is just one of those weird gawky boys that are being used by the Kardashian and Megan Fox types to just get clout. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, okay, whatever. But who I really feel bad for is um, Northwest. Because that baby, she's eight. She's just trying to live her life. And the other three, I don't know their names. All I know is the icon, North. Um, and she's already a skinny legend at this age. And she just wants to fucking live on TikTok. Let this baby have, like, TikTok experiences. <laughs> I do believe social media is very dangerous for little kids, 100%. But Kim, one thing about these Kardashian girls, a lot of people like to call them stupid and peg them for idiots. They're not. Because either they're smart enough to manage their money well or smart enough to have someone manage their money well. So I know Kim is not going to let anything happen to that little girl on the internet. And she even said, you know, I post everything. She can't read anything that's being posted because mm -hmm. all the comments are also disabled. Nobody can stitch it. Like, yeah, they can screenshot it, but they can't stitch it. They can't interact with her. Like, yeah. I, you know supervision and again like i don't know much i don't know a lot about the kardashians to be honest i just know a lot about their dad i just think this situation is weird um i don't think kim is trying to win the, like the adorations of the people because i think she's already won it just because kanye has been acting crazy for a while but then my mind start thinking this is just a way to just deter from travis scott in I the world. Mm -hmm. I, I thought about that too because um, I haven't really heard any updates on that. I've heard like multiple lawsuits coming, but mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything kind of transpire from that. Um, some would also argue that the When We Were Young uh, tour was also a divergent because it was the same Live Nation. So people were like, let's not think about Astro World. 
mm-hmm. and let's put on this crazy mecha emo show, um, which got people talking. But then it also got people talking about, wait, weren't these the same people that did Astro World? So I hate that argument. Because they do like 98% of all concerts. Yes. But I will say, as a retired emo, I was pumped. When I saw Paraboard was headlining a festival, I was like, bitch, <laughs> Everyone I'm was. I'm like, yeah. bitch, like, let me go ahead and get my fucking wedged boots out, my fucking, you know, skinny jeans and my black mascara, and we about to have a party. But then when I was looking at them ticket prices and then, like, bands were like, oh, I guess we're playing at this show, mm-hmm. I was like, this is Scamisha Iman. I'm out. Mm-hmm. No so, doubt. No. No doubt. Well, there anything else to add about Kanye West and all of his glory? I just miss when Kanye West would say, like, agree- not really egregious things, but very wild things. Like, back in 2005, when Hurricane Katrina hit, him and Mike Myers were on some random, like, <laughs> telethon, and they're like, yeah. goodwill and stuff. And also, Kanye West looked at the hard camera and goes, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And I'm like, Period. But now he's just like, slavery's a choice. And I'm just like, God, I fucking hate you, Kanye. (laughs) Like, Kanye West is an embarrassment. Like, I literally cleared one of my brothers the other day on the internet. And everything I said about my brother goes to Kanye, except him not being interesting. Kanye West is kind of interesting. But other than that, I'm done with Six Sad News. Six Sad World. I gotta remember the fucking segment names. (laughs) Yeah, you may want to get that down. We've done 22 episodes now. And I, oop. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and transition into our main topic for today's episode. We are reviewing Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. This movie came out in 1998, according to the IMDb. So I was uh, seven going on eight years old. Uh, The summary for this is scientists genetically create a new Pokemon, Mewtwo, but the results are horrific and disastrous. Um. Mm. This was, oh gosh, this was such a huge movie for me when I was a kid. Um, we were all, I mean, this is, I mean, we were, we're all around the same age. So, I mean, this movie came out mm-hmm. when we were, you know, around, oh, shut up. You were probably, <laughs> what, five or six. <laughs> this was, movie came out. Yes, I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I was seven, eight. So, yeah. So, let's just kind of talk, like, before we sort of dissect this movie and kind of give our general thoughts. I mean, what? When you guys were a kid, like, was this, like, your go-to movie, you know? Were you a huge Pokemon fan, like, collected the cards, had the toys? Jerry, go first. I, I was, yes, yes, I definitely was. I was 10 years old when Pokemon came out. Mm-hmm. Exact same age as, the you know, you start your Pokemon journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it on the Game Boy. I didn't have a Game Boy. My parents eventually bought my brother and I our own separate Game Boy Colors, but we had to share the same game or uh, Pokemon Gold cartridge, oh, so that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but he's four years younger than me, three to four, depending on you know what time of year it is. Sure. Uh, so he was six, so he could least vaguely play Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we were both into it. It gave us something uh, in common. You know, it's a very pastoral anime and game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of the time you're exploring forests and stuff. And my family lives in the back of 60 acres and they have cattle and believe me that's a lot of my childhood just wandering around in the woods me too. unsupervised yeah <laughs> with my brother so yeah so the games and the anime were just great i because i i talk or some 
haven't in a little while because of COVID, but I used to do panels at anime conventions about learning Japanese language. I study Japanese language and Japanese culture, and oh, people cool. would always ask me, what first got you into studying Japanese? And I said, you know, Pokemon is my answer. I fought, watched it for the very first time. My grandma um, was in the hospital uh, for something, and it was playing on TV randomly, and I was floored. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. These are kids and monsters and fighting. Mm-hmm. All the little bits in my brain just exploded. And then, of course, it exploded in the video game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, we loved it. I, of course, then, when I got a little older and I got my Windows 95 computer with dial-up internet, I would get on the <laughs> internet and be like, differences between Pokemon English and Japanese. Yeah. And Pokemon, like, hidden things. And, like, it turns out, like, Pokemon meanings, turns out their names or their meanings in Japanese are just terrible puns. The same as in English, because yeah. it's made for a 10-year-old boy. Right. So, you know. <laughs> There, right. There's no hidden things in there. <laughs> right. I love it. I fucking love it. Did you, uh, Jaren, did you also have the, the cards or like any of the toys I, too? Yes. So funny with this, I was, uh, prep for this episode, I was scrolling through the Wikipedia and I always forget that they did the Burger King gold plated cards. Tyler has every single fucking last one of them. Uh, nice. My brother Please. and I, we had two. I think we were managed to convince my parents to buy us either one we had to share because sharing is caring of course, or else of course. maybe we might have had one each but I, I think we might have just had one together but we absolutely love them we both played the card games mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's my uh i was a me and my brother didn't have a very we were friendly enough yep. <laughs> but we would fight all the time you know kids yeah but playing pokemon there's rules and it's not like playing you know cops and robbers you can't bang each other over the head mm-hmm. there's no fake rules it's right. all very set Yes. So I actually had my whole binder of Pokemon cards all the way up until maybe like uh, like eight or so years ago. Oh, no. And okay. at the Muskogee, yeah, the Muskogee Library, they, their anime club, I don't know if it's still the case, but they used to be an official Pokemon league. You could actually compete and win gym badges cool. there. And to train the new kids, with the younger kids, they would give them cards, like essentially give them a deck. And mm-hmm. then the kids could play, and I hadn't touched my Pokemon cards since before we graduated high school because, of course, it was all Yu Gi Oh when I was yeah. in high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I gave them my whole binder of cards so they could use them. A lot of the cards, interestingly enough, because they were literally from the first Pokemon mm-hmm. and like the Team Rocket second one, <laughs> mm-hmm. they actually have been like disqualified from competitions. They're too old. What? Really? Change the rules. Yeah, a lot of those, which I didn't know. I gave them to them thinking I was doing something. They're like, yeah, we can't use half of these, but uh, yeah. we'll let the kids have them. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm old. <laughs> oh, my cards are out. I don't know what to tell you. Oh that's awesome. I love that. That's like actually like one of the better like stories I've heard about people falling into stuff because my connection, like when I first got into Pokemon, it was just because like I was the kid that never went outside and i remember like kids wb having um these commercials for pokemon and i remember looking at my african ass daddy and go yeah mm -hmm, uh 10 o'clock saturday do not get on the tv that's for me (laughs) and i remember watching the first few episodes because i think they showed the first three and i was just like me and my brothers never agreed on shit like let's just put that out there right now that's still a like running theme with my life but we all just sat around the tv and was just like wow 
this is amazing. This is so cool. And so my dad realized, oh, look, my sons, my American sons are paying attention to this. I want to make them get along more. So my dad went and got us all decks, all the binders, mm -hmm. all the card stock holders. And my little brother, AJ, ripped his cards because AJ was weird back in the day. Like, you told him not to do something, he will just do it. And we had all these cards. Like, my older brother, Kendall, was, like, such an anime nerd. He was, like my gateway to anything nerdy even though he's a super athlete but he got a holographic charizard and then our cousin daniel had a holographic blastroid blastroids i can never say that word right blastroids. it was so blastroids it was so amazing but see i'm a material girl i always leaned into like jigglypuff and star you and star me i fucking love misty i love the sensational <laughs> sisters i still think of that episode she's like i'm the fourth sensational sister and they're like um no there's only three you're the runt like i was obsessed like jigglypuff was fun i just got a jigglypuff tattoo and so i remember watching the movie in the theaters and then looking to my dad and i was like what the fuck is that egg pokemon because Togepi wasn't a thing yet and I remember just being enamored with the fact that this is bigger than me. I don't know why I had that feeling at like six. And the fact that like we're talking about Pokemon and we're all in our 30s. Mm -hmm. I hate to say that out loud. I'm going to be 30 in two months. It still <laughs> shows what a cultural phenomenon that Pokemon is. It is so much ingrained in the American culture as it is with the Japanese culture. And I fucking love it. And um, Jigglypuff, by hands down, is that fucking girl. Jigglypuff is that bitch. She is that <laughs> Pokemon, period. What about you, Tyler? So, oh, go ahead, Jared. Sorry. Oh, actually, so talking about Jigglypuff, um, if you get online, you could find on YouTube, you could find the Japanese Pokemon channel. Mm -hmm. And they have what they call po Poketoons. But they're all little cartoons set in the world of Pokemon. They're not related to the anime mm -hmm. Pokemon. They're all in the world. And they, they're all subtitled because they're all in Japanese. They've just released literally one of the cutest ones ever about a Jigglypuff who can't really sing. <gasps> who has a funky singing voice and is really embarrassed by it. And it is literally like I'm running to watching YouTube them, right now. It like literally every single one of them I almost tear up and they're so good they're so well animated and they're so cute and heartwarming they have like a little winter time one and a little ghost one mm. super cute but the Jigglypuff one I was like oh my gosh <laughs> it was six it yeah let me I found it well well you okay yes and you'll be able to see the <gasps> Jigglypuff one the art style is so cute and they're all <gasps> amazing and yes you Kawaii. love it. And <laughs> Hopefully you won't cry. But oh, I, I will cry. Like, I've been an emotional wreck for the last like two months. <laughs> the Jigglypuff found friends. <laughs> like, literally, I was wearing a t-shirt the other day that said "Don't fuck with me," but then on the back it says "Cause I'll cry." <laughs> like the other day, my brother and I were talking on the phone, and I started to cry. And AJ goes, "Yeah, the one thing about you is you're gonna cry." <laughs> so, what about you, Tyler? What do you think about Pokemon since you're like such a fan? Uh I love it. Um, I would say my wife is a much bigger Pokemon fan than me. Uh, so I didn't really grow up playing the video games because I uh, I didn't have a Game Boy. So my only experience with like the games itself was I would go to my cousin Devin's house when, when we were kids. We're only like two months apart from each other. So we just, he was like a brother. And 
I'd go over to his house and he would play it and we would play like Pokemon Stadium on the N64. We collected the cards and we had well he had, I would just get to play with them. He had like all the original like Pokemon toys from first gen and like little like plastic or like kind of like um yeah, kind of like hard like filament style um uh, or material type toys. And we would just play with those all day. And then that transitioned into, like, Digimon. So I was really big into Digimon. And then that turned into Yu-Gi-Oh! So Pokemon kind of went to the wayside. But then, like, it's always sort of making its way back. And, uh, like, I'm really terrible at, like, remembering all the names of the Pokemon. Um, So I rely on Amy a lot for that. And she roasts me every time I butcher the names of them, uh, which I do frequently. Um, But, yeah, I've I've always really loved it. And... I enjoyed um, getting to revisit this movie. My wife and I um, sat down. We had um, um, we had tried to get Natalie to watch it with us, my daughter, and she wasn't having it um, because we failed as parents, clearly. So Amy and I just watched it, and uh, it, w- it was really good. Um, you guys ready to dive into it? Yeah, let's have Jared go yeah. first because Jared actually has a better Pokemon Watch experience than we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so being... Uh, yes, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Uh, my husband, Stephen, uh, had not ever seen it. He hadn't watched any of the Pokemon movies. He wasn't really interested in Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Every time we have a get-together, we make him watch Pokemon episodes. Uh, of course, including the giant ancient Jigglypuff episode that we made him watch. Yes. <laughs> uh, and like the one where, uh, from Team Rocket where poor Je- or James, poor James, like almost gets married off to a Southern Belle. Jezebel. He blatant. Yes. Oh, yes. Jezebel. I can't believe I forgot her name is Jezebel. Oh, man. Uh, even though blatantly he does not like Jezebel or probably women in general. Poor right. James. But anyway. Uh, so I'd watched it a few weeks ago. And I, when Theron was like, hey, do you want to do this episode with this? I was like, oh, I, you know, I'm going to rewatch it but I've never watched it in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, Mewtwo Strikes Back is actually, like, it's like Mewtwo no Gakuchu, which literally, Gakushu is like revenge or mm-hmm. striking back. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally, it one, it's made by Toho, the Godzilla people. Mm-hmm. So I Google searched Mewtwo Strikes Back sub, and, like, literally, it's there on the internet, like, third link down. I was like, yeah, there it is. So we watched it on my lunch break, and it starts off totally different. And I had to go, wait, now that I find a bad movie. And I had to look it up. Turns out that for the English release, to make you two seem more evil, because they really wanted there to be clearly good guys and bad guys. They didn't sure. want ambiguity. Sure. They cut his prologue out, his backstory of when he was a little kid, which me too was a little kid at one point mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. And instead, they included it as a bonus feature on Mewtwo's Revenge, which I actually haven't seen, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I have my notes, so I won't forget anything. But it starts out, they have we have a little girl. Her name is either I in Japanese, which means love, or her name's Amber in English. But you focus on the scientist, Dr. Fuji. Mm-hmm. And you see him talking, and he's talking about I... And you see his wife come in, and she's like, they're obviously in a house, and he's like in the basement doing evil mad scientist stuff. And she says, you can't keep living in the past. And he's like, no, no, I know I can bring I back. Mm -hmm. And you see later on, like, a note that says, like, I'm leaving, and her house key and her wedding ring. And you realize that I is their dead daughter. 
And he's like, mm. no, I can bring her back. And then it cuts, like, shows him at the computer doing stuff, and then it cuts to him at a facility. And it's that facility that you see all the scientists running around at the beginning of the Pokemon movie. Mm-hmm. And you, it pans up, and you see three Pokemon, a Bulbasaur, a Squirtle, and a Charmander, and they have all these weird markings on their body. Mm-hmm. And they look mm-hmm. really funky. Mm-hmm. And then you see um, this other Pokemon... <clears throat> Which it had kind of the very first beginning where it talks about Mew and being elusive and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that was normal. And you see this Pokemon. And then next to it, you see this glowing light in a test tube. Mm-hmm. And the scientist like, is looking at their brave, you know, brain waves and vi- their vital signs and all that stuff. And he's like, yes, I will bring you back. You know, I will, I will get you back. You'll come mm-hmm. back to me. And then it goes into Mew, who is like elementary school age, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah. um, and he wakes up and it's very much who am I, what am I, why am I here? What is my purpose? Like I have mm. these weird dreams, but I, you know, I don't understand anything. And then suddenly he sees this little girl and these three Pokemon and she says, my name is I too. And you are me too. And this is Bulbasaur too, Charizard too. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't mean to interrupt. But this is literally the second poke, this is a movie. Like, I know you're talking about this movie, but they use pieces of this for another movie. Yes, the Netflix remade it to like a 3D Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah. And so that, they kept kept the prologue in that one. Okay. So if you said that 3D one, it's the same one. But yeah, and super sad. I actually put this in my my notes because I did not want to forget it. Um, they all start to disappear one by one. Yes. Squirtle, Charmander, and Mewtwo starts crying. And he's like, what are these? What's happening? And I says, those are tears. You're crying for me. Thank you for crying for me. But don't worry. Because what he sees is she takes him to his, her hometown. He's like, what's that in the sky? That's the sun. What's this on my skin? That's wind. You know, these are houses. Because he doesn't know anything. He's a Mm -hmm. test tube. Mm -hmm. Um. And so he uh, is like, literally, like I said, little nine-year-old, like little boy voice is like, well, what's happening to my face? And she's like, thank you for crying for me, but don't be sad. Like, I'll, I'll see you again. Um, um, which, yeah. And so then he starts to freak out and they're like, the scientists back in the real world are like, oh, Bulbasaur's vital signs are gone. Charmander. And he shows the test tubes, and all little test tubes are empty. There's no little Pokemon in them anymore, oh. and that's so sad. And then the scientist who was funded by Giovanni to make this evil Pokemon, or ultimate Pokemon, mm-hmm. then little eyes, vital signs mm-hmm. start to go away. And then eye disappears, and Mewtwo starts to freak out, and they're like, just tranquilize him. Literally tranquilize him. Knock him out because uh, he is too powerful. So they knock him out and they wipe his memories. The tranquilizer is so hardcore. So he mm-hmm. forgets what friends are. He forgets what the sun is. Um, and then it cuts to kind of the movie that we have seen, which is where he's having all these dreams of Mount Fuji is what actually I think it is. Like being underwater at yeah. Mount Fuji and stuff. And once again, it's kind of that whole existential, what am I? Who am I? Why am I here? Why do I have these dreams about stuff I've never seen? Like, mm. Yeah, he talks a lot about his purpose in, yes. in life and his destiny. Gosh, I can't believe they cut that out. I mean, because yeah. that sounds like it would have really just added I mean, so much more character depth to 
Mewtwo as a character because they it's like the movie is like he strikes back, but we're only introduced to him as like he's like we see him as like he's just created from the ground up as just like a part of Mew, and he's the only thing he's striking back, I guess, is the idea of not being a pawn in humans' game is like the way it's kind of presented to us when you're kids you don't give a shit about that but watching <laughs> yeah. it as an adult with these new lenses you're like oh my gosh see like for that would have been so great for me i wrote it in my notes and i was just like mewtwo is stupid and he has a superiority complex with an in, with an identity crisis pick one struggle mary i just <laughs> like they just made him so unempathetic but then tried to make him super empathetic at the end i'm just like wait a minute why are we having a face turn you know every good villain when they have a face turn we know that they had a very tragic background and the fact that he didn't get one it was just like okay so like you see that these people are sobbing for dead ash over here okay like yeah. now you're wanting to be a good person so yeah. that's kind of cool that they added the, the the i hate that the american version took out all that character backstory because i think it's just ridiculous we needed that like I think the American public downplays the intelligence of children so fucking much that cartoons are really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Pixar is starting to understand that, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, kids are smart and can think and see deeper meanings of movies, but... But Pixar's always done that. Like, Toy Story. True. A Bug's Life. Uh, up. Uh, yeah, the incredible. I guess it's not a newer thing. I guess they've always. I think Disney that, by itself is doing that. I don't think. I I've always thought, three uh, D animation has always been ahead of the curve when it comes to children centric things because they know that their parents are going to watch it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Disney is now getting on that. Oh, maybe we shouldn't be dumbasses. Like if you see how there's a tonal shift from like, even though I think Mulan is a giant feminist film, but look at that tonal shift from that to like Moana. Moana had no male love interest at all while like Mulan still wanted Shang. Shang. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's just hit or miss. Like, with this Pokemon movie, though, I took a lot of notes, and I think my favorite note I wrote was, who is this Gal Gadot sounding bitch, and her name is fucking Miranda. <laughs> uh, wh- where was she from again? She was, like, with Officer Jenny, who I put, fuck 12, but we stand Jenny. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, I... the, she's the soothsayer lady. Yeah, that... that's right. That's when there for, the like, island. 30 seconds, and we never see her again. <laughs> I so that's one of the things I watched the beginning because I had never once I found out about that prologue I was like I because I I haven't watched the 3D Netflix one mm-hmm. uh, no, just haven't made it to watch it yet um, and I didn't watch the random DVD extra on Mewtwo's Revenge so I wanted to watch mm. that and then I wanted to watch the in the Pokemon battle so I watched that um, exactly the same as in English except for there's no um, song it's just this cool battle music with I cool so guitars wait for that part because uh, <laughs> when we get yeah. to that part because that was one of my favorite parts of the movie but not because it was good yeah yeah the, but, <laughs> but um, i know what you're talking about but yeah but now i'm gonna go back and watch like the middle part because yeah mm-hmm. you talking about that i was like oh my gosh i forgot about the lady who like is well i i don't know is, is she a stereotype of like the romani people is that what she's supposed to be is she right. a, like what and then also, like, what did we put on her as American, like, dub? 
And then what was she in the Japanese? Was she just a random lady? Like, was she mm-hmm. like, um, cause in Japan, like most cultures, I don't know, you have your, your old wise women, except for she wasn't old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, was mm-hmm. she just a random wise woman? Like, right. <laughs> lady? so, so I'll, I'll tech back to you on that one. <laughs> that was yeah. a bizarre lady. <laughs> so like, I think the funniest part to me in the movie was the first Pokemon battle in the American dub. Because I have another bit of trivia about that one. Because <laughs> I was just like, yes, like, come on, drag remakes of Pokemon theme song. Because I was like, yeah. there, did you there, like it? I was over here voguing. I start duck walking in the middle of my apartment. Like, I was living. I've been hit a death drop with my good knee, though. <laughs> I was living for it. I was like, this is like so gay. It's so bad, but so gay. So it's so good. Like, this movie is a camp. It's a camp film. I'm calling it now. The American yeah. is a camp he film. He says that about every movie. Yeah. I said that yeah. about any movie that's bad. <laughs> but bad that is so good. <laughs> oh, I don't think this movie's bad. It, Come on, you, like y'all deserve a treat. If y'all get a like I said, you literally Google search me two strikes back sub and scroll down a couple of links. But I cannot tell if they tried to make the pirate they wanted they either had a, an like an American dude as mm-hmm. the pirate or they wanted to make him sound American because he is bizarre. His yeah. voice is so strange. Yeah. Like in the Japanese, his voice is so strange. He uses weird English. Um, if you've ever watched an anime in Japanese and they have a character they want to make seem American, they speak with the most bizarre accent I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my life. Right now, I'm playing yeah. Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE on Switch, or not Switch, not the Switch version. I'm playing the Wii U version. And there's a character named Barry who used to be a, in like a hair metal band. And really? I was like, oh my gosh, it's Barry. Barry Sod has come <laughs> back. He's like, Pokemon battle. Oh, deck it. And like, you're like, yeah. what are you doing? So it's hilarious. Like that's immediately. Yeah, he, just, I was like, he just shows up and just is, is ready to, uh, you know, challenges Ash. And of course, Ash is just like, I'm never going to turn down a challenge if I'm going to be a Pokemon master. And you know, anytime Ash takes that hat and he turns it backwards, shit's about to go down he throws Pikachu out and he's just giving it to him. Like this Pikachu is like fucking up Machop. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. Like Machop's kind of tough. And he was just, I mean, he's letting him have it. Um, but yeah, so you liked, so Theron, you liked that remix? Cause I'm just yes. such a sucker for that. Like eighties, like metal, just the guitar riffs, you know, like I, Listen. that's the, my, that's my version. Listen, I don't know if you know, but like, I fucking love anything that has to do with drag queens and it was i did giving... not know that about you wow <laughs> six years you think you know a guy i was just living for it i was like i can see aja from uh season nine of drag race doing a lip sync to this it was just so gay like <laughs> i was just like my biggest gripe about the american dub is like they play up the fact that like ash and misty are 10 but like i did some googling because i'm like brock is so girl crazy how the fuck old is he He's 15. Right. And the fact that he's running that with 10-year-olds make me so uncomfortable. Like, ill. Could you imagine hanging out with 10-year-olds at 15? Willingly? Nope. <laughs> not yeah, not Willingly. unless they're a sibling. <laughs> like, I have a brother who's 10, five years younger than me. But I didn't meet him until I was, like, 19. So even when he was, like, 14, I was just like, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> gross. Sibling. So gross. Ill. 
so after this, we uh, Ash. This kind of kicks off the the movie. Ash receives a message from Dragonite. He shows up and gives him a letter, and we see Team Rocket doing their doing their thing, just kind of spying from afar with Meowth, which mm-hmm. I love. Meowth is he the only Pokemon that actually like speaks common tongue other than Mewtwo? I think there's other Pokemon in like and first think- gen. Well, he he has. Yeah. Oh. Meow, meow. So here's Pokemon trivia for you. Meowth actually has a very tragic backstory mm-hmm. that's also oh. hilarious. He wanted to impress this super cute girl Meowth with how cool he was. So he taught uh-huh. himself how to talk, um, which Ooh. promptly she was like, you're a freak. Do not come near me. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a tragic sad. backstory. Oh, in no. The, Thanks for the in, lore, though. I, yeah, I'm yeah. That's it. They like have a whole episode dedicated to him. Like yeah. Meowth, like his like sad story of being an alley cat, and she has a super oh. cute little bow, and she's a house cat. Yeah. And so he literally taught himself how to speak, yeah, common tongue, think, how to speak human. <laughs> I think oh, wow. ep- that episode is around the time Tracy came around because I believe they were on the islands when they oh did my that gosh, episode. Tracy. <laughs> Fuck Tracy. Fuck Tracy. But what I want to say about um, Jesse and James from Team Rocket, they broke down archaic gender norms in the 90s they are our non-binary babes i love them i love that they never dressed when they're in disguise as the gender that they were assigned to at birth and they never played it up for like this like there was like one episode that never made it to america but they never played it up as like a nudge nudge wink wink they were just like we're in disguise we don't care uh so i've always Mm -hmm. loved it it was never treated as oh they're being weird or they're strange because they don't wear clothes assigned to their gender like you could obviously tell like something was amiss with them but no one ever (laughs) like played up the fact that like it was weird for them to be dressed that way Mm -hmm. so shout out to them i just think they're just one dimensional as fuck (laughs) definitely uh oh one thing with meow that i didn't know uh until i was like well, a while ago I had to watch some like clips in Japanese but in English he speaks with this accent mm-hmm. Brooklyn uh, yeah. Brooklyn let's Man. go get him mister <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh yeah yeah like or it reminds me of the commercials like your cousin from Boston yes uh, so Jackies. yes so totally bizarre in the Japanese he kind of he kind of talks like still has like an animal voice but he always mm-hmm. ends his sentences with yeah which is like the cat <laughs> noise in japanese yeah and it makes me in like because he'll be like da, 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 yeah and so he has a very he has a very That's scratchy awesome. like animal voice still like he didn't he doesn't sound completely human yeah mm. he still sounds kind of like a little oh like i don't know like a little cartoon animal you know talking. yeah he in sounds English. like he's seen some shit yeah, and the, like but gravelly and, voice, like he's kind of been through the ringer. Uh, but yeah, no, the definitely the Boston, what, whatever, some sort of East Upper East Coast accent yes. that he has in English. I'm like, that's a very bizarre accent. It, it really it, is. As a kid, I was just like, hey man, I don't know anything. Roll with it's it. Not, it's a talking it's cat. Not giving what it's supposed to give, but we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so after this, we um, we find out later on in the movie that this letter is um, that Ash receives. It's an invitation to a tournament. Um, uh, on New Island, I believe was the name of it. Um, and then we later find out that Mewtwo is running it. Uh, but before that they, before um, there, there's also a big storm that's brewing. Yes. And they have to try to make their way to it. And the, 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 um, the Pokemon trainer with the, the water type Pokemon is just like, screw it. I'll just 
hop on my Pokemon and just I think it's his uh, like Gyarados just rides on his Gyarados mm-hmm. right and rides through there and um, so Ash Misty and Brock are like okay how do we get across um, how are we gonna do this and who shows up dressed as Vikings Team Rocket <laughs> who falls for it Ash and Misty and the gang they're fucking 10 and 15 they're idiots but can we just talk about how Officer Jenny and Gal Gadot was just like oh even though they're 10 years old, they're totally going to ride this hurricane weather through the water. <laughs> and Jenny's like, we'll arrest you. But then they just let him go anyway. Right. And then they made a stupid-ass comment that it, like stuck with me. They're like, yeah, we had to close the Pokemon hospital because Nurse Joy went missing. And then I thought to myself, is she the only employee there? How is that fucking viable? Who else <laughs> like, do you see when you go there? Chancy, oh, Nurse like Joy, Chancy, Nurse Joy, Chancy, but like, there's like a hundred oh, Nurse Joys. There's a hundred Nurse Joys. So you telling me you couldn't call one of her sisters, <laughs> sister-in-laws, cousins, what the homegirl who was tan, who I thought was black for years until they just realized white people tan. So I was like, she's supposed to be tan. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. you couldn't call tan Nurse Joy to come. Like y'all just did not, not think this through. That was a really because dumb line. There have been times in the anime that we've had a lot of Officer Jennies in the same spot at the same time. Right, but, but yeah, they're just like uh, I guess they're too far out in the boonies. They're like, that's the only one, guys. She's gone. That's yeah. it. <laughs> only we only one. got one. So they they find out like midway through sailing, right? And there's and there's a lot of waves that are happening because again, Mewtwo created these, which I didn't know he could create the weather, but he can. I forgot that little tidbit when I was a kid. Um, so capsizes. And they, they find a way to make it to the island, and Team Rocket shows up later on. And, of course, in, in Team Rocket fashion, they're trying to break in uh, any way they can. So this is where all the different trainers start to mm-hmm. kind of size each other up to see who's going to be fit for this, um, for this tournament. Mewtwo shows remember up. remember the name of those trainers? I don't. Um, <laughs> I they may have them- mentioned it once. I, I put in my notes, um, water type guy. Um, he has the Gyarados and he tries to fight Mewtwo, mm-hmm. which doesn't end well for him, obviously. Um, Team Rocket's actually the first one to find the um, Mewtwo cloning mm-hmm. uh, layer. Um, Meowth gets a little hair plucked and he gets his own little clone. Yeah. His clone was pretty cool. Evil Mews. So the like Mewtwo armor. Um, that's all like kind of sleek, and then also at the very beginning, and I forgot about this, but it creeped me out every single time when Mewtwo busts out of his uh, test, you know, his tube, not test, mm-hmm. I guess, but his tube. Mm-hmm. Um, that and he starts to blow stuff up, all of the creepy, like, doll mechanical hands come out and grab a hold of him and hold oh. him down. Uh, that just is a creepy thing, I don't like that. I don't like seeing all the little joints <laughs> and the mechanical hands. Yeah. But one thing I thought was really interesting is all of the rounded organic shapes in YouTube's castle. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's rounded. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, this is Toho. You know, this is the Godzilla people. It's not like they hired I- idiots for animators. Right, but, like, right. it legitimately looks like as if you were to make it with your own hands. Like, you wouldn't have sharp edges if you were putting stuff together. And mm-hmm. so he has his little fingers, his little three fingers, but he would have been making them, like, with his psychic powers. And, like, so everything's really soft. Even the really creepy, gross staircase. The staircase also grosses me out. I don't know why these smooth-shaped objects gross me out. They make me think of aliens oh, really? for some reason. 
Yeah. Like, well, like, uh, like a natural thing, like, like insect mm. hives and stuff like that. Uh, weird oh, uh, trauma, te- trauma or childhood trauma, I guess. But that one, I don't creeps <laughs> yeah, out every right. time I see it. But yeah, but I like that little detail that everything's rounded in his place. There's nothing sharp because he had to make it with his own little paws. Yeah, that's actually a really good observation. I, I didn't really consider mm. that at all whenever I was looking at everything. I've watched this like a hundred times. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was Veliligo. I was like, oh, look at them with that Veliligo spots. Come on, representation. <laughs> there was also that moment, too, when James, when they're looking at the cloning facility and they start seeing the silhouettes of the Pokemon and they see Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm sorry, they see he sees Meowth because whenever mm-hmm. it's being uh, cloned and you hear James goes, who's that Pokemon? <laughs> And I was like, I see what you're doing here. Very meta. Thank you. That was great. So I had I had to put that down. Um, so, yeah, Mewtwo starts really kind of, I think, discussing sort of his motive for the movie and believes that he was created just to be just a slave to humans and to just mm-hmm. to kind of fight people's battles and to be this trophy for humans, right? Um, and that's what really causes him that anger. So he also wants to wipe out Pokemon... I guess kind of for their weakness that they have, that they've sort of just like succumb to this um, idea that their only their only purpose in life is to kind of fight other people's battles and beat up mm-hmm. on each other, right? So po- uh, so Mewtwo's like, I'm just gonna get rid of them, which we'll kind of circle back to the very end because there's a there's a line by Misty that um, kind of runs through me a little bit, uh, but we'll we'll talk about that but as see, we as we move on. This is one of those moments where like. Because he also says he hates all humankind. And I'm just like, okay, so is Mewtwo the bad guy here or actually the hero? Because Pokemon is really just dogfighting. <laughs> like, yeah. Is he like, like, because come on, think about it. Ash is basically the equivalent of Michael Vick. <laughs> In this part. Is he getting paid? <laughs> yes. How do you think he's living? Well, like In this His mother. Part- uh, like his whole purpose is a thing that definitely wasn't like as a kid I didn't really yeah I mean even as a kid you think like is it just it's my life to go to school and do chores you know right uh, you're mm-hmm. starting to explore at least that that you know what what am I doing here you know you think of things like what do I want to be when I grew up you know sometimes it's you want to be a fire truck or a dinosaur but just sometimes it's like I want to be a doctor or a zookeeper mm-hmm. um, and so like even at the beginning of the movie, when um, Giovanni is having you to fight all of his battles, including the one against Gary's to uh, Pokemon, his um, ride on his Nidoran, I think. Or it, well, it's, it's Growlithe's um, Nidoran and it's Growlithe's. Oh, Arcanine. Yeah, Arcanine. Um, That's right. He's having a fight then, which is, you're like, ah, I remember seeing that in the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, he, what am I doing here? Is this it? Is this mm-hmm. all that is to life? And, like, man, that is impactful because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just his thoughts. You know, he's literally blowing these Pokemon away because, like, he's so powerful. But, like, is that it? Yeah. Is that all? Is there anything else with my life? Mm-hmm. You know, I have these yeah. dreams of these mountaintops. Like, when he was in his tube, he had dreams of mountaintops and the ocean and lakes. But, like, he doesn't get to see that because he was just fighting these battles. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> he just created to be a machine. Right. I feel like they should have kept all this. It would have been more interesting. Definitely, like like you said, you know, we for so long cartoons here in America were just made to sell toys. One of my mine and Steve's mm, favorite yeah. YouTube channels is called Toy Galaxy, and they actually did a really cool one about 
Calling Back Tales last episode about Power Rangers and why they even changed some of the main characters. You know, three mm-hmm. of the characters swapped out the yellow. What was the Blue, yellow? Uh, it was a uh, yellow, black, and red. I.e., uh, train uh, and pink. It was yeah <laughs> these ones, but yes, the pink. Uh, or you know, no red, yeah, red, yellow, and black. It was actually over pay. It wouldn't pay enough, mm-hmm. sadly. <laughs> and then Kimberly, uh, Amy Jo Hart left because she just wanted to do mainstream. Yes, uh, but they did a really interesting video. But a lot of the stuff we watched as kids, uh, you know, even older stuff like He Man. It was just the sell us mm-hmm. toys, Ninja Turtles cartoons, My Little sell Ponies. My own. It's just the sell us toys, and so we, and you know, comic books were not really a thing that like keep kids consumed really. You know, probably mm-hmm. like Marvel and DC were definitely like at this time in the 90s was adult stuff, really, or at least young. Yeah. Adult. So we still weren't quite good on having movies that like would be have good messages. You know, we didn't have How Me as a studio Ghibli. All right. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind being like, every <laughs> everything's bad. Everything she would make is bad. Do better. Right. So, so right. yeah, exactly. cutting the stuff out, they're like, we just want to, the kids want to see Pokemon fight. That is the only thing they want to see. That's the mm-hmm. only thing the little brains can comprehend. Of course, we can comprehend more. Leaving the ten-year-old kid watching this movie, um, but yeah, like all of the stuff, like they redubbed and they reshot and they cut, cut some stuff out. Like you're just like, man, like I probably would have bawled even more in this movie <laughs> as a kid. I cried. A, I cried a lot yeah. in this movie. This movie is so yeah. sad. <clears throat> At least they kept the arguably saddest scene at the very end which we'll get to um here in a moment because this movie is actually not very long it's 84 minute runtime um i love a solid hour and 20 minute movie i'm like or nine like the power ranger movie we watched last week was 90 minutes mm-hmm. i love i love a short i love a short movie it's great mm-hmm. um so then after this they all the trainers start you know, um, just getting Molly Wop. Let's just, just call it what just it was. Really getting their asses kicked, and I didn't recognize. I, I couldn't remember what the name of those um, like Pokeballs were because they're not great balls, but the ones that Mewtwo uses to catch all the other. Those are great balls. Those are just a fucking no. That's two balls. No, that's what I. That's what I said. I said I know they're, they're just not that. Like, oh, they're I couldn't like remember what they are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that all they were? Oh, I was thinking they were like, like something like more powerful or something you just like, easily know. catch him without doing any damage okay so he catches him puts him in the lab fast forward he starts cloning them this is where we see the goof here did you guys remember catching this whenever team I rocket did. team rocket's still in the layer and they are discussing the different pokemon oh. that are showing up on the screen right and the first one they say is alakazam but it's not alakazam Scyther. Do you guys remember seeing that? You can clearly see like the yeah. sworded like hands, you know? Okay, so it's... I'm dumb. I thought they did that on purpose to be like, oh, could you know how sometimes kids are idiots and they get it wrong? It's okay to get things wrong. And I just kept going. I'm so dumb. <laughs> Maybe I'm maniacally optimistic. <laughs> that joke was for me. I, I never, I literally had never noticed that until Stephen and I watched it recently, and I was like, "That's not right." But then I moved on. I was like, mm, "That was a dumb yeah. mistake." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went to the IMDb actually, and it's like the first goof that's on there is like, "Yeah, they got that Pokemon wrong." And my wife looked at me too and was like, "That's not right." And I was like, "Oh, that's that's not right. That's Scyther." Okay, cool. It's not giving what's supposed to give. I'm making sure I wasn't the only one. They got all the other ones. Right, but they completely missed that one. Called him Alakazam. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Alakazam was in this movie. I know Abra was, At the very right? beginning when Mewtwo's fighting the Alakazam. Pokemon, he, like, yeah. blasts Alakazam against the wall, which is very brutal, very metal. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, um, quickly after this, um, Mew shows up and starts kind of helping out because they're all in the arena and the clones are fighting mm-hmm. um, each other. So you got the the original Pokemon fighting the Poke clones and they're all beating each other up and we see Mew shows up, which I don't, I don't know about you, but I was such a huge Mew fan. I loved Mew. I had a Mew card that, um, oh, this is like one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. Um, oh my but why not share it now? So when I was a kid, I always wanted to like fit in with people. Um, and there were a couple of, like, the, quote, popular kids. I went to a small-ass school, so two, like, this school only had two, quote, popular kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, um, they convinced me that they would be my friend for a week <laughs> if I gave them my Mew card. No. And I gave no. them my Mew card. And that is, I've made mistakes in my life, but <laughs> nothing I think comes close to that moment when I mm-hmm. gave them my fucking Mew card for a week. Because this was, because Pokemon didn't just, it wasn't just like part of nerd culture, mm-hmm. right? Like even the quote popular kids or the bros were like, fucking love Pokemon, man. And then of course I somehow had my hands on a Mew card and I gave it away mm-hmm. for a week of fake ass friendship. I was like in grade school and I was just like, God, what a pathetic loser. I mean, I would have totally called you a loser if I saw you do that. I needed people in my life to be like, don't do this. But nobody stopped me. Devin, if you're listening, you should have stopped me. Um, It still stings. It really didn't give what it was supposed to give. Oh, yeah. So can we just talk about the true star of the film? the most charismatic Pokemon, Wigglytuff, because that Wigglytuff was such a fucking charismatic. Just like, <laughs> when it was like, let me introduce you to my Pokemon, and Wigglytuff was standing by the trainer, she was like, oh, let me run with the other girls, let me get to the other girls. And it just <laughs> reminded me of Saucy Santana from Love and Hip Hop Miami, who also sings the hit song, Material Girl. Um, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, Jigglypuff just, Jiggly, the Jigglypuff line just gives off just like, ghetto auntie. I love it. <laughs> I'm a good oh, god! Auntie. I don't even know where so, we're at in this movie. We're 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 at the end. Don't worry, we're driving uh, the ship there. You okay. can just you can just keep we'll riding the backseat. We'll talk so, about the Mew. So like one thing, um, very much in the English one, like Mew is the good guy. Mew is the hero here to save the day. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one of the things when I was actually looking up, like what did they change in this? Because after the whole prologue thing, I was like, all right, we got to figure this stuff out. Um, they did change sure, a little sure. bit of his dialogue, which is not like Mew speaks, but Meowth translates for us. You know, what is he saying? You know, Jesse and James mm-hmm. are like, what's going on? And so right. he translates for them, and uh, they change his dialogue a little because in the English, it's very much like we should be friends or whatever. But no, Mew is like, what do you think? Or like, you think you copies can defeat us originals? The originals are the real ones, and Ooh. like he's. He's, a, I mean, he's a, wow, he's a Pokemon. Like he's a, he's, he's not like, yeah. he's not a human. He's a Pokemon and Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And Nurse Joy actually says something that I think 
was different in the original. She had, as their Pokemon are fighting, she has a little monologue with uh, Misty and Brock. They're like, "What are you? What are they doing?" And uh, Nurse Joy, because who was brainwashed? Don't brainwash people against their will. All right, Mewtwo. That's yeah. That's, that is, know, was that was just weird. We're canceling Mewtwo. That was terrifying as a kid because, like, he's like, because Brock, of course, is like, "This lady looks familiar." <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so I'm like she's a not babe. Like, I'm like, yeah. have you seen all 150 joys? By yeah, now? yeah. So he specifically he realizes you know that it's the one that's missing out of all of them. Thanks, Brock. But yeah, Mewtwo's like, yeah, I don't need you anymore, and just like waves his hand, and she's like, where am I? What's happening? And what right. what's going? Does the like stereotypical like fades, like, uh, but like oh. literally. Brock's like, I remember you. You're the girl from the milk carton. We were trying <laughs> to find you. Yes, was, like, that missing. is so terrifying. Because, like, not only was he, like, was controlled. Like, he had just essentially locked her away inside her own brain. And, like, just was. So, anyways, mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't. If for all you psychics out there, don't mind control people against their will and take over their bodies. But she yeah, sure. has this little monologue where she says that two <laughs> animals of the same kind in the same area will drive each other out, and they will fight until one is driven out of their territory. Because that's one oh. thing that we, I, we, I tend to forget. A Pokemon are animals. There, there's no dogs or cats or rats. Mm-hmm. Like in, with like Digimon, depending on the season, like they're in the digital world, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like their own different type of being. But Pokemon are just animals. They're just rats and dogs and cats. And if you have two cats, yeah. if you have two wolves in an area, one's going to fight until the other one leaves. Um, and so that's what mm-hmm. she says is the Pokemon are fighting. And I was like, oh my gosh, Nurse Joy, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> They're like feral fucking little yeah, kids. Yeah, <laughs> and so that definitely, and I can't remember, like I said, in English she said something about uh, whatever. Like Pokemon aren't meant to battle like this. They're meant to fight because it's fun and they like it or whatever. But now she straight up says they are animals and they will fight till the other one is driven out. There's not enough room for those. Yeah. They're just here to like steal stuff. Yeah, I thought it was like Misty yeah. or some or, or something. It was just like, this is because it's during that it's during that fight scene, right? And she was like, Pokemon aren't meant to fight. And I was like, isn't huh? that kind of what y'all do is like, like trainers yeah. like you fight each other's pokemon to see who's yeah, that's, the that's toughest. one of the complaints <laughs> like, is it that kind of what we do like when we when we catch pokemon <laughs> yeah i mean if you think about it at its core it's kind of fucked up because we're like oh a wild pokemon let me beat the shit out of it until it's barely <laughs> alive and i can throw a pokeball at it and catch it now it's mine <laughs> you I know what you. i mean it's so, literally just dog fighting yeah it it is <laughs> chicken it is. fighting Unless, like, a good thing, though, like, at least, like, their limbs are being, like, torn apart. They just kind of pass out, and we oh, just nurse them back to health, and we just That's one of the things back. that, um, in uh, the subtitles, right before this, when they're, when all of the, the clone Pokemon have arrived, and Mewtwo is like, be gone. Like, I am done with you humans. Mm-hmm. Get off my island. And he literally turns and says, yeah. like, if you can, he's like, go, like, and the line that the subtitlers put that I thought was great was, I will not go so far as to take your lives. You may leave my island oh, if damn. you can make it through my storm. And I was like, oh my right. gosh, Mewtwo! <laughs> he was legit. Like, I, I forgot how menacing he was until I because wa- when I was a kid, I was like, oh yeah, he's like the bad Pokemon, but I still liked Mewtwo because I was mm-hmm. like, he's so powerful, he's such a badass. 
But then I watched it, you know, recently, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I he, mean, was, he, uh, he was straight up. He was cold-blooded. He was cold-blooded. I mean, like, he literally kills Ash, which I was going to bring up this trivia. So originally in the dub, the English dub, they were going to have Missy, instead of her saying, please no, she was going to say, my bike. <laughs> so I was like, they should have kept that shit because I'm petty as hell. Ash broke Missy's bike episode two of Pokemon. She deserves her bike. So, like, I would have thought that would have been hilarious if, you know, everyone's like, oh, no, he's dead. He's dead. And she's just like, my bike. I'll never get a new one. <laughs> like, you still owe me a bike. <laughs> so what did y'all think about the song at the end that was like, brother, my brother, tell me what we're fighting for. You have something so much... I wrote, I was like, Pokemon really tried to end racism with this song because it was like a much like, come on, guys, let's let's come together. I just we- was waiting for Kendall Jenner to pop out with Pepsis for every Pokemon, <laughs> a diet one for Nurse Joy because, you know, she's healthy. Uh, I was just like, what the fuck is this on this fucking day? I, re- I You know, the- <laughs> they tried to get my, you know, they had to try to get Michael for this song. He was just like, no, I don't really like it. And they were like, come on, Michael, we need a song. You wrote, you're like, we are the world and I don't know, all these like, other hits. Well, while that song was playing, all I wrote was, because I'm kind of like high, and I just wrote the story is an allegory about iPhones and how the next generation says they're better because they have one slight variation. <laughs> I was like, is this, a, is this a story about capitalism and Pokemonsters? <laughs> and I don't know. Also, and also, for some reason, because in the English dub, because we were talking about that little monologue, and Nurse Joy just sounded like an idiot. So I just write, Nurse Joy's a goofy-ass <laughs> bitch. Like, what is this shit? Like, none of this is making any sense. That, yeah, the, the song was... The, actually, the song is super depressing. Like, this is, like, where, like, as a child, I'm here crying. The song is sad. The Pokemon yeah. are beating themselves to death. Which is not something we might yeah. see Pokemon like get scuffed up and stuff, but like literally, they are getting so tired that they're having to lean on each other as they like. The Gyarados are like biting each other, but they're so tired that they are literally mm. laying on each other while they're still biting each other to death. And I was like, as a kid, I'm just bawling. Yeah. As an adult, I'm like, mm, this song's kind of lame, but uh, it definitely has the emotional impact <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta. It's like the, with this. It's like with a lot of kids' movies. They're musicals. Uh, kids connect to music in mm-hmm. our story time. They have their little mm-hmm. book and their craft, yeah. but most of it is music. And definitely, I'm over here bawling. Yeah. And then, of course, Meowth walks up to Clone Meowth. Walks up to regular Meowth. That regular Meowth is like, "Ah, I'll fight and kill you." And Clone Meowth is like, "Dude, mm-hmm. what's the point?" And he's like, "I guess it is true. What's the point?" <laughs> and I'm like, "That's right." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... that's really when he has his breakthrough, and he's. He kind of gives like a speech and he's just like, yeah, we should. Because he starts seeing, like you said, like all the other Pokemon. And I think the first one that I saw was um, like Pikachu, the uh, original Pikachu, just like stopped fighting. And he was just taking those slaps, just eating them left and right. Until the other one, like you said, was just so tired. He was just like, come on, fight back. And he just didn't have the energy anymore. And then that's when like Mewtwo really had that break and was like, hmm, maybe... Maybe you're right. You know, maybe we shouldn't fight each other. Um, right after the brother <laughs> song was over, I had ma- uh, I had I have not made it that far in the Japanese, so I don't know what his dialogue is. Uh, I, mean, it, oh, I mean, I don't know if they ch- changed it yet yeah, much. Is- I, well, actually, no, no, no. That's no, no, no. I had made it up until the point that Pokemon are crying, and Mewtwo doesn't have um, 
an epiphany yet. He's just like, at the point mm. they're fighting, I wonder if they maybe overdubbed him. Oh, of course they overdubbed it. It's an anime. Mm. <laughs> These people are doing yeah, yeah. voices in the. Was there a song? No, was there a it song was just like that, a cool rock too? fight no song. song. So like, it's actually really interesting because oh. like guitars and stuff, and you're like, oh, the Pokemon are fighting, yeah. but then like, yeah. it keeps going, and you're like, this is not fun. Actually, this is very sad. Um, I did right. make it to the dun 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 part with Ash, um, where of course he gets mm-hmm. zapped, yeah. and um, that's when because me and you two are just fighting. Like, clones are better. No. The real one's better, which Mewtwo's whole thing. Mm-hmm. Why, if if I'm not superior, why was I even made? Why am I here? If I mm-hmm. if I am not the best, what is my point? That is my purpose is to be the best, right. literally. Because he he actually this is a crazy thing that they did not include in the English, of course. But on the scientists, after he busts out of his thing, and they're like, "Oh, he's awake!" Busts out of his tube. And he's like, what am I? Who am I? Who am I? And they're like, you're Mew. Or you're Mewtwo. You were created from Mew. And they showed a little mm-hmm. picture of Mew. Or the ancient mm-hmm. like, Egyptian hieroglyphic of Mew. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. Mew is the most elusive Pokemon. And we cloned you to be superior, to be better. And he's, and they're like, mm-hmm. um, well, or you were created. And he's like, well, who created me? Did God create me? Like, and they're like, only, or no, they say, like, only God and humans can create life such as we did. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, was I mm-hmm. created, are you God? Like, I, was I created by God? And they're like, no, we made you. In one, they, that was not in English. <laughs> We're not talking about God and creating <laughs> things in, a, in an American anime. Yeah. But like, yeah. then he, like, that really sets up his existential thing. Like, what, what, like, if I'm not the best if I can't beat the originals, if I can't beat Mew, like, I might as well not be alive. Because that's it. That was the one, re- that was right. my one thing. <laughs> right. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of this, like, Regina Spector song called Blue Lips, I believe. And the opening line says she, you know, he stumbled into faith and thought, God is this all, you know, God is this all there is. And it's kind of like this, like, really depressing thought when you really look in the nuances and the inner workings of what Americans done to religion and identity with religion. And so that's was what I drew from like watching this a little bit too, even though I made that dumbass comment about iPhones. But I was just like, this man, this Pokemon, it's so disappointed with the mundaneness of what his purpose is that he's like, if no one's perfect, then no, if I'm not perfect, no one will be. Um, and of course, Ash and his friends decide to give him a talking to about friendship. And he's like, you know, right. You know what? After I kill this bitch, let me kill him first. And then, but of course, Ash sacrificed himself, himself, right? Because he's the hero. But like, also too, I'm like, clone tears bring the dead back to life. Come on, Steve Jobs. Let's get on it. Wait, Steve Jobs dead? He's been dead for a while. Yeah. Then who's dead? <laughs> well, then who's alive? Like, you're asking who's the CEO of Apple? No, like, who's, like... Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. What is Bezos. that guy? Yeah, that's such... Jeff that's, Bezos. It's giving very oh, Elon yeah. Musk. Because, like, he runs around with Grimes. I feel like yeah. she's into clothing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kyle is not, you know, their little child. I'm going to call it Kyle. I'm pretty sure Kyle's a clone of, like, Elon Musk. Possibly. I don't even think he, she, she even uh, carried uh, him. 
She doesn't even let the baby doesn't even call her mom. He calls her Claire. So I did love that scene where I mean it's heartbreaking when oh, Pikachu's that's the crying worst. and he's using his like his he's just like Pikachu and he keeps he's doing that to shot like to wake you know to to bring him I'm back to yeah hell. and then I'm all the <laughs> and then all the other Pokemon cry and like their tears just kind of float over to it's Ash a it, remember it's a callback to the beginning what is this? What is happening to my face? Those are tears. Yes. Don't cry. For, or thank you for your tears, but don't cry for me. Which, of course, we didn't get. We're just like, well. And Mewtwo, See? And Mewtwo sees yeah. the tears, and that's his epiphany. He's like, oh, right. some like they're crying because they lost someone. I Because, of course, he was, like, tranquilized to almost death and, like, had no memories. Mm-hmm. But he goes, oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, I remember. I remember tears. Memory. <laughs> I, I remember yeah. tears. I remember, <laughs> I remember emotion. I remember feeling something. And uh, what? I, if I was a kid, if I would have watched the Japanese, I don't know how Japanese kids could have survived that. I would have been a bawling mess walking out of the theater. Yeah. That scene was really powerful for me because it was the first time Mewtwo, because his whole idea of human beings is that they're just using us as, you're using Pokemons as their tools, as their as they're fighting slaves, what have you. But that was the first time he got to see a human sacrifice himself mm-hmm. for a Pokemon. So, and that was, I think that really added to that, rele- that yeah. revelation as well. But yeah, the whole tear thing, that callback to the beginning would have been fantastic. So good. We got that. But it made no again. sense because the American dub. I will say though, when Pikachu was like thundershocking Ash, I was just like, how fucking stupid. You try to use that on a fucking Onyx and it didn't work. <laughs> What do you think is going to bring his stone well, ass back like, to life? At the very beginning, you know, Pikachu, um, that's anytime Ash would try to touch Pikachu because Pikachu hated Ash in the beginning, he'd always, he'd yeah, shock he him shock every him. time. And, and, you know, and so, mm-hmm. like, that's like a little thing like, oh, I know I can wake Ash up if I shock him because, like, uh, you know, or if, yeah, if he, that's like, oversleeps and I'm hungry, I can just shock him and wake him up. And then he literally, one, Pikachu's mm-hmm. already exhausted. He is covered he had scratches from fighting the clone Pikachu. He is exhausted. He's breathing mm-hmm. heavy. And then he ele- he only does the Thundershock like a couple of times before he runs out of energy. He just can't anymore. And then he starts mm-hmm. crying. And mm-hmm. man, as a kid, I bawled. And as an adult, I'm like, this is the saddest thing I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> yeah, right. I forgot so much about this movie. I remember enjoying it a lot as a kid. But it's one of those movies where I forgot everything about it until I rewatched it as an adult, you know, because it was so many years ago when I watched it, 20-something mm. years ago, 22 years ago I watched it. Um, yeah, so afterwards, Mewtwo, Mew, and the Pokemon clones kind of just fly <laughs> away, and we we learn that Mewtwo wiped uh, everyone's memories. They didn't know what was going on. Everyone's back. They're back at the, um, I don't know what you want to call it, that gosh that that kind of yeah, port, harbor i guess you would yeah. call it where they're gonna go sail away they're at the harbor I guess. um and then the movie just kind of ends what there what are we doing here i don't know what we're doing and, here now let's go grab lunch yeah i think so yeah <laughs> yeah because they're back to that same scene <laughs> where they're like you can't you can't you can't, oh, you can't sail, sail away. away there's a storm oh mm. wait the storm's gone and then our uh racial stereotype lady yeah uh is like oh the prophecy has been avoided or something uh, like a, a something <laughs> not racial stereotype well, like her voice is i was like that's not a good voice i don't know what you're trying to do there but that's don't right. use that voice i literally <laughs> use was that just voice. like 
I literally had to Google how old Gal Gadot was because I was like, I cannot be playing. I am not tripping here. That's Gal Gadot, but it's not. It's just a random woman using some random accent. And I think she was trying yeah. to sound Romani, but she sounds Israeli. She does not. <laughs> yeah, because isn't Gal Gadot like in her late 30s? She's in her mid 30s, mid to late 30s. Yeah, I think she's like 35, 36. Catching yeah. up on her. But uh, yes, the, like. Yeah, and then, like I said, that lady, which I gotta figure out, like I said, but I need to watch the whole thing in Japanese, because none of her lines make sense in English. It's just weird. Like, why do we need... Like, she easily could have not been there. Like, why was there... um, Why was there a prophecy related to Mewtwo or whatever? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. He's not an ancient being. He's a cloned in a lab Pokemon. Like, so I gotta figure out, what, what would that lady say if she was like, yeah, don't go out in the storm sailors die out there all the time and that might have been her line she's like these are pokemon traders i'm like they're <laughs> these are small children <laughs> even, these are literally four even traders. even in the, the latest pokemon game well not the very latest we just had one release that i haven't bought it yet because i haven't beat all the expansion mm. packs for uh, pokemon shield is the one i got um but even in mm. that you there's Pokemon trainers of all ages in that one most of the time. In the Pokemon games, you start out as a little kid. But in this, because uh, mm-hmm. in this one, it's set in like Scotland, England ish area. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it's based on, the UK in general. Yeah, a lot of like yeah. hillsides and um, stuff. Lots yeah. of plaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have our little, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what they're called, uh, but the Scottish berets with little pom pom on top. Don't know what those are. But, anyways. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, in that one, there's Pokemon trainers of different ages when they start out, but you still start out as, like, 10, and you beat up literally the champion who is your best friend's, like, big brother, and, like, you even beat up the president of, like, the biggest Pokemon company who is obviously in his 30s, if not around 40, and they're like, man, I can't believe this little kid beat us up. I'm like, what are you all doing with your lives? You're 40. (laughs) I'm calling it right now. Giovanni is Ash's dad. <laughs> no one talks about it. But I'm like, isn't that like your illegitimate child? I had like a little malfunction for a what? Did your hard drive kind of skip? Yeah, it was like, whoa, what's going so on So another here? one of, I don't watch a lot of anime tube, you know, anime YouTubers. Uh, but I do have one favorite mm. Anna, Anna tuber, as they call them. Um, and his account is called mm. Mother's Basement. And he always signs off like, I'm Jeff signing off from my mother's basement. So, one, <laughs> good job. But two, he did an episode recently all about the Pokemon manga, uh, Pokemon Adventures, and how mm-hmm. it's really good. It's not nearly as goofy as the anime. Because, you know, Ash essentially mm-hmm. can't... They, they die. They eat well, the like, Pokemon uh, that The shit. characters, they change off main characters for every game. So, like, uh, Ash can't mm-hmm. grow as a character. Because Ash is the cornerstone of a multi-gajillion dollar industry. So, like, he, so he right. will mm-hmm. perpetually be 10 and he'll perpetually be an idiot 10-year-old because he can't have big right. growth and change character, like, stuff. But you can't, like, give him a like, beard and shit, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, what's up? Ash, catch him. Well, Turning like, his he hat can't around. even have, like, not much age growth, but, like, care, like, he can't ever be different than Ash. Like, he always has to be Ash, no matter who's voicing right. him. Uh, right. But he talked about um, one of my favorite bits of Pokemon uh, nostalgia for me is the old Pokemon manga called The Electric Tale of Pikachu. Do you all remember that? It came out about the same time in the 90s. No. Um, one, I didn't realize that it was uh, drawn by a, the manga 
Koff, the manga artist for this, is also the manga artist for uh, that does adult comics. <laughs> so if you get a chance to read it, you're like, oh, oh hmm. the uh, Sensational Sisters definitely uh, have bosoms. <laughs> and so does Sabrina. Sure. But, uh... uh, uh- Sabrina's 12, yes, but okay. Very weird. But um, in that one, they it, it's, like they explore a bit more like uh, like hardcore themes, like Pokemon are scary. Like there's a Gengar that's absolutely terrifying, or a Haunter that's like mm-hmm. horrific. And I'm like, man, they really could have like done some more stuff in this movie. But you know, you can't make things too scary for the kids, even though they did make Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of like. Pokemon kind of being a little more menacing. Um, when you get a chance um, to get the new Pokemon, like Park, uh, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Arceus, Arceus. <laughs> yeah, check check that out because I've yeah. seen some gameplay where somebody like tried to catch a Snorlax and Snorlax was like, "Not gonna <laughs> fucking happen," and just like knocked the shit out of the character. I was like, "Oh wow, this is like when Pokemon mm-hmm. attack." You know, it's not like. They're defeating your Pokemon. It's like they're defeating your Pokemon, and they're defeating you yeah, if they it's, feel it's like it's set in like ancient so, times, like uh, like mm-hmm. I think ancient times being like the nineteen like twenties, but uh, you know older right, times. Right, right, right. The Pokemon world. Yeah, you're. And yes, you have to. Yeah, you're kind of building the Pokedex. Yeah, because yeah, they don't really know about like these creatures very much. <laughs> they're like, go out and do some discovery, <laughs> you know, as, and figure out oh shit one beat you up sorry about that <laughs> try again as next you're a 10 year old try not to get try not to get beat up by this right giant right 10 foot tall bear because i've seen some people trying to catch yeah. like that or serving the grizzly bear pokemon essentially and mm-hmm. it's like mm, mm-hmm. just yeah. the mat like movie and video game logic it, you know i call it when i talk to steven about stuff i call it the goonies goonies logic we watched the new um mm-hmm. ghostbusters movie uh and I was like, it really mm-hmm. could have used some more Goonies logic, which is pretty much the adults don't exist and the kids are let free to just yep. cause chaos. And when you think about it, you're like, where are their parents? Where are the adults? Who cares? It's fun. They're just going on crazy yeah. adventures. And very much the new Pokemon game, it has yeah. Goonies logic. Hey, 10-year-old, go fight that grizzly bear. We'll see ya. <laughs> Let's some right. info about it. We'll, we'll catch yeah. you later. And 10-year-olds are like, sure! We yeah. can fight a grizzly bear! <laughs> <laughs> It's very yeah. Lord of the Flies almost, where it's just like, yeah, parents do not exist in this universe. Adults no. do, parents don't. It's, uh, it's, I don't get it, but like, it's like, I don't know, like the Pokemon just mythos is just so strange. And I think the anime, like, I, it, the fact that it's still going is just like, okay, girl, like how many fucking badges can Ash <laughs> keep in his purse? Like, <laughs> all of them. It's a bag of holding for all you dandy nerds out there. You know what that is. And it's different from I was gonna like say it's different from Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, ahead. Yu-Gi-Oh. They keep having new seasons with new characters, and even uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they don't have a new Ash. Like they 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 shot themselves in the foot from the get-go. Like after a couple of seasons of mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh, they're like, we need to have new Yu-Gi-Oh. Like his story's done. We need to have new young kids. Yeah. Um, also, crazy stuff happened mm. at the end of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, that was a crazy story mm. for children. But like, yeah, I mean, which I guess the Pokemon Company didn't really shoot themselves in the foot. Like, who cares? It's a cartoon character. But you see how they, you see how they do it. They're just like, oh wow, Misty is now eleven. She's yeah. too old. <laughs> Time to get another ten-year-old. What are you, what yes. you doing, May? Oh May, 
You're 11 and a half now? Where's Dawn? Yes. And then they got like a nine-year-old the next time around. I was like, this they do is switch out. Sense, but they do Rock switch out the, their side chick. They do switch out the girls. And a couple of times they've had like little boys join them too. But yeah, now they'll just ash into eternity. Ash will be forever. They like brought Brock back. Like he's in the new. Yes, uh, they changed the character like designs a little. I saw that. I have not watched them. I know the Pokemon Sun mm-hmm. and Moon is supposed to be really funny. They changed those character designs up a lot, and they're supposed to be more funnier. Ash actually has a, a dude like directly his rival. He's the same age. It's not Gary mm-hmm. Oak, who is a sociopath. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Gary Oak, Oak man, therapy. I don't. Your kid. There's a lot of stuff wrong with you. <laughs> Which actually, <laughs> like. What cracks me up about the whole Pokemon, the fact that it's still going, is like I have a nep- I have nephews who are twelve and eleven, um, my Irish twins, and the other day I was on the phone with them telling them like we're going to talk about Pokemon on the podcast, you should listen, and they're like we don't want to hear anything from the late nineteen hundreds, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like kids are fucking savages now, so I'm just like hopefully they sure. get their little Looney Tunes shit going on because I almost <laughs> slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> All right, so. Um, as we always do, we toot it or boot it. So toot it means that you would recommend it's an A+, plus. you love this movie, or you just like this movie. Um, boot it would be that get it out of here, it's trash, we hate this movie. So would you toot it or boot it, Jaren? Definitely toot it, even if you just watch the English mm-hmm. dub without the prologue. I think mm-hmm. if you have a kid that's a fan of Pokemon, or it's going to be great for them to watch. It has lots mm-hmm. of the classic Pokemon that they're going to be mm-hmm. familiar with, but not so many that, like, it's going to be overwhelming for them. Right. The animation, because it was a theatrical movie, is pretty good. You know? Yeah. It's a decent mm-hmm. 2D anime. Um, yeah, And then e- even as an adult, watching it, you will... The instant... Um, it's really, the instant Team Rocket shows up, you're like, ah, yes, my childhood. At least that's where it <laughs> means. Yep. Like, seeing Ash and Misty Brock, you're like, yeah. And then Team Rocket just being utter losers 24-7. I'm like... That's that's my people. Yep. Classic, <laughs> classic. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I also am going to toot this movie. I I had a good time with it. I didn't have the same feelings that I had when I watched Power Rangers again last mm-hmm. week. Um, I I was having a good time. There's probably some bias that's mixed into that too because I I liked Pokemon a lot more than I liked Power Rangers, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it was just it, it was nice to rewatch a movie and, and just kind of revisit this uh, world that I love and it, it was it was really great so of course it's not perfect and you know we we talked about some parts that didn't age well or shouldn't have been in the movie like the song mm-hmm. at the end um, but yeah I, I would definitely toot this movie uh, as well Theron mm-hmm. what about you I'm going to go ahead and give it a toot because like it was very cute it's 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 more character development than the Power Rangers. Um, And it was actually really good. And animated films just, for some reason, are always just so wonderful or really terrible. And Pokemon has yet to miss on a movie from the movies I've seen. So it was cute. So it's a little too... I wouldn't give it like a... It's like a a Kitten Hill too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the first, second, and third one. I, I don't think I've seen any of the other ones after that. I saw the one with Celebi and then the one with those the red thing and the blue thing. Uh, Latios like, and Latios. 
Yeah, and then I just stopped watching because mm. like, I was like, I'm a little too old for Pokemon, so I'm going to go like watch something else. I, uh, I'm going to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I only had ever okay. watched the first three, uh, mm-hmm. but I did a few years ago just randomly check out the fourth one uh, on DVD from the library for literally no reason. I, I just was like, yeah, I think I'll watch this. <laughs> but for trivia, if you all want to hear some really awesome stories of Pokemon, there is a commentary track on the Celebi one, the fourth one. And they actually have okay. the voice actor of Meowth and he talks about like why he has the accent and um it was he also the voice actor for James or Oh, I can't remember. Uh, oh, but they t- you gotta know. But they talk about like why James like also sounds way like he does and like they talk about a lot of it. They have three people I think on there, three of the voice actors mm-hmm. doing the commentary track. I didn't actually watch the movie at all. I went immediately to the extras because I'm weird and I like to see what extras and I'm like, commentary track? Alright, let's wait. I don't know what happened in the Pokemon right. movie. I do know they added yeah. on the fourth one an extra ending because they thought American audiences would be able to understand that it was all along it was Professor Oak. He was the little kid. And I was like, really? <laughs> you gotta remember, Americans are fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I mean, 2020 is a testament <laughs> to that comment. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, I would recommend the fourth one at least for the commentary track. But I did watch the first three as a kid. Eh, I don't remember much about them minus Entei. <laughs> they just lasted yeah. about an hour and ten minutes. So they were just little cute films to have on like while in the car driving to like the city or something. Yeah, I think the next one we want to uh, Amy and I are going to watch is a uh, Pokemon Two Thousand. <gasps> That's the one with Ooh. Tracy. Oh, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tracy and his head Because it's Lugia, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yep. Which, yep. Uh, talking about going over to your cousins to play Pokemon, that's actually what... I never had a Game Boy, so I'd have to go to my cousins who lived just across the street from me and play his mm-hmm. Game Boy, play Pokemon Red, I think he had. It wasn't until yeah. like Lugia and Ho'oh and Gold slash Silver that I got to have my own. Uh, but man, Lugia is cool. I don't remember anything about the yeah. second one. I just remember the third one is the weirdly the third one or maybe it's the third one also because it's gold and silver too because it's the three mystical dogs are they in the second one or just in the third Mm. uh i i don't remember i know definitely the third but i'm not sure about the second one it's been so long since i've seen that movie i at first i thought pokemon 2000 was the first one just by the title and i was like oh no wait but where's Mew and mewtwo at and then i looked back and i was like okay two years before um this Mm. this movie came out um because Pokemon 2000, um, was it actually released in 2000? No, it was actually 99. Sorry. <laughs> um, so it was only it it came out the next year after uh, the first movie. Uh, Pokemon the first movie came out. If y'all want a good so soundtrack, good. talking about the soundtrack from this one, and y'all want a movie, y'all need to go back and however you can find it, you need to go back and watch the Digimon the movie. One, it's one of my favorite soundtracks, and I still have it to this day. Ooh. But two, it's the very first introduction to Ska, mm-hmm. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Less Than Jake, mm-hmm. uh, The Bare Naked Ladies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want an actual good soundtrack, go watch the Digi- I, It was three movies crammed into one, so uh, as far as plotline, who knows? But the soundtrack yeah. is slow. Oh, uh, Rockefeller Skank is on there by Fatboy Slim. Oh, okay. I like the Digimon movie, but that's for a whole nother day because my dad's an idiot. He, like, unexpectedly bought me Digimon cards once. Uh, So, if we don't have anything else, do you have anything for you should check this out, Tyler? I sure do. 
Um, I'm going to recommend a video game that just came out uh, last Friday. It's called Dying Light 2. It is a open world, first person, zombie, post-apocalyptic game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very heavy into like parkour elements. It's available on all major systems. Um, it's really fun. Uh, I played a little bit of the first one. wasn't a huge fan of it, um, but it came out like ten years ago. Um, but this one is pretty fun. It has co-op. It's a, it's a little buggy. It's not like cyberpunk buggy, but it's a little buggy at times. But mm. that's open world in, in, in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, Dying Light 2, big recommend for me. If you want to buy it, or if you want to wait for it to drop on sale in a few months, go for it. It's totally up to you. But I think it's pretty good. So Dying Light 2 is uh, my recommend for the week. My recommendation for this week is an anime series called Yashashime. It is the sequel to one of the greatest animes to ever exist, Inuyasha. It follows the twin daughters of Shishomaru and the daughter of Kagome and Inuyasha, Moraha. Um, it's set in feudal Japan. It's really great. It's super duper 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 queer friendly. Because uh, Toa, who is one of Shishomaru's daughters, is very non-binary coded. I love it. Um, the art style's great. Um, the direction as the show's going, because I'm in season two, is phenomenal. Um, the, uh, how do you say, it? the legacy characters are there or not. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, but I love it. I love to see what Shishomaru, Kagome, and Inuyasha, Shisho, uh Sango, her brother Kohaku, like what they're doing. But mostly, I really love that Yashishime still has the spirit of the original show, just with different uh, elements for storytelling, and it's it's a beautiful show. I love it. Um, Jaren, do you have anything you would like to suggest to the listeners? Uh, yeah, so I was thinking, uh, kind of two things. One is library thing, and it's Hoopla Digital. If you want to watch the Pokemon movies uh, for free, uh, you can go and pretty much every library subscribe to this. It's a digital service, and you can rent the movies mm. for free. If you happen to not have internet where you live, um, the movies are all in SD, so you can actually download them to your app on your phone or your tablet. So you can take oh, cool. them with you on the go, or you know, if you live in a rural area and you don't have high-speed internet, uh, you can still watch them. So you, I'm pretty sure they have like literally every Pokemon movie. And they also have some other anime on there, too, not... Uh, a ton, but quite a few movies. But if you are an old folk like me, I highly recommend an anime app called Retro Crush. It is free, but there is some like rated R stuff um, that's more of your violent um, or old school anime that you have to pay for, mostly because they don't want kids getting into the super violent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Um, it has lots of old school anime from the 80s and 90s on there, hence the retro. Um, so yeah, if you like old school anime, I highly recommend checking it out. You can And you can put the app on your smart TV or your phone uh, before you subscribe to it, so you don't have to pay for it to actually use the app. I know some places make you pay to like watch them on your TV. Uh, but no, mm. they have some of my favorite anime, like Great Teacher Onizuka and Cromarty High. Just really stupid stuff I love. So yeah, those are my two recommendations. Okay. Oh, that's super cool. I I actually just recently got into anime, like, 
maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. So I am so new to anime. I just could not get into it. I mean, Pokemon it was my first one, but like I never, I didn't know what anime was. I just was like, it's a cool ass cartoon, you know, and mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I recently just got into it. And the first uh, anime I found myself getting into was Demon Slayer, yeah. um, which I know like everyone yeah. like loves yeah. anime, but like I didn't understand like how many people loved anime um, until I started just like talking to people about it and they were like oh dude you need to check this out and this out and this out and i was like oh my god I was, like, love anime. I was like everyone loves anime i have been living under a rock i had no idea <laughs> see the thing with anime though it's just like i remember the 90s so like jared and i <laughs> probably are in the same boat probably being pegged as the fucking weird kids who liked anime mm-hmm. and then when we got to college I remember just meeting all these young adults who liked anime, and I thought I was Twilight Zony. I remember one time Jaren and her friends were in the hallway, and my group of friends, like, it's, like, random. I don't even remember why you guys were talking in the hallway, but they were, like, chit-chatting in this giant group just talking about anime, and I was like, what? What? (laughs) So now it's just, like, all my clients watch random anime. My supervisor, not my supervisor, my CEO randomly saw one of my anime shirts and he goes is that Sailor Moon and I was like you're like 95 years old how do you know what that is and I love like, Sailor Moon <laughs> he's not my favorite <laughs> Ron is probably in his 40s maybe early 50s he looks really good for his age um, but anime is like taken over like it's like the British invasion but it was mm-hmm. a slow and steady race type of one yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, definitely. it's so weird Oh, I was it's, say. it's crazy. Oh, uh, go go ahead, go ahead. I'm oh, so she was say, yeah, it's definitely like a weird thing growing up being the nerdy kid and then going to college and seeing everyone into it. And even nowadays, like, um, uh, I can't remember what I was watching on YouTube. Um, maybe like a first we feast where they they did because mm. they did one all about Japanese food, like a whole series about Japanese food, and they had a bunch of rappers mm. come on and they were like, "Hey, y'all rap about anime along with like." other normal stuff mm-hmm. uh like what's mm-hmm. y'all's influence and they're like dragon ball z like pokemon sailor yeah. moon they're mm-hmm. like uh gundam naruto they're like this stuff was the coolest mm-hmm. stuff we ever saw in our whole entire lives you know it's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, wu-tang clan and kung fu movies like right you know this is yeah. just you know it's something that came on tv saturday morning came on regular tv so you didn't have to be mm-hmm. able to worry about being able to afford cable because it was just mm-hmm. there and even basic cable you know has like Cartoon Network and stuff, and they're like, mm-hmm. it's just mind blowing. They're like watching giant robots fight, or like even Inuyasha right. watching this dude who's a demon, and a lot of it just well, like even like Inuyasha, you know, he's a demon, he's ostracized, like he, mm-hmm. it, no one trusts him, no one wants to be around him because he's different, he looks different, he acts different, um, mm-hmm. but he's not evil, even though everyone thinks he is. And it's always those interesting things that it's that with anime in that um, even like Sailor Moon, you know, she's a whiny crybaby, um, but it's easy to relate to her as an ostracized person of whatever, you know. That mm. she, you know, Yasha, he gets his friends, he shows who he is. People are to trust him, 
Sailor Moon mm-hmm. finds her courage, even so she's a very wimpy yes. lame girl who just wants to eat yeah. and sleep and play arcade fighters all day. Mm-hmm. She, but right. when a time comes, you know, you see her true heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, we get the best of the best anime. There's a lot of good crappy anime out there. And, and yes. now that we're getting a lot more of the, um, you know, two hours after it airs in Japan, um, whatever streaming service has it subtitled, and within a week they have it dubbed. And they pretty much mm-hmm. are getting whatever. It's definitely, we get a lot more terrible stuff. But definitely a lot of stuff yeah. from back in the day. It was the cream of the crop. Like the stuff that yeah. made the most money is what we got in here in Japan. Because they didn't want to like lose money on this. Yes. Like I, I remember being like two or three. Living in San, uh, Fr- Fresno, California with my grandmother. And my dad would turn on Dragon Ball. That's why I have a Dragon Ball Z tattoo on my arm of Bulma because my dad would just watch it because he was just like foreign things because he's foreigner and he missed home a lot so he's like I like watching foreign TV and I remember just sitting down watching and he goes yeah that blue haired girl that's you because you yell at your brothers a lot you're loud (laughs) and you're really smart so that's why I have a Bulma tat and so people you know it's just anime you, you beautifully said it it's just like we all are looking for acceptance or something within our inner selves to put to the forefront and I think that's the beautiful part for the most part of anime it's because I have seen um high school prison <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck that was but uh that was a mess <laughs> there's definitely a lot of anime that has just a lot of assets to it uh not necessarily a lot of uh, <laughs> it's substance <just> <laughs> yeah there's you know there's gonna be a we get more and we even got a lot of that you know back in the day but yeah we definitely got the cream of the crop but tyler i cut you off from saying something earlier do you remember what that was oh yeah i was i was just gonna say it's funny that um so my my wife and i actually listened to a lot of japanese rock and like j-pop i was all into like japanese culture mm-hmm. but i never watched anime i don't know what it was it was just something about it i just couldn't connect to and then it wasn't until i watched demon slayer and i was like oh okay um, but because I've only really watched like more of like the shonen type animes, mm. you know, more kind of hack and slash and heroes, and so like I really like Demon Slayer and My Hero Academia is is really good, and I've read some of um, um, Death Note. Uh, I've really Death enjoyed. Note's amazing. So Phenomenal. yeah, yeah. My friend bought me the entire Death Note manga series. It's like this. <laughs> it's like that thick so when you're trying to go through it it'd be this way it's um it's it's like really hard to like hold it you're just like Ugh. it takes two people to read it it's a See, read-along he, he manga you, he did the worst like i appreciate the gift for you as your friend <laughs> but he did the worst thing for you as a manga reader because usually they're about mm, sailor moon's like 17 volumes now they're about this thick now imagine if you put all 17 together in a giant book <laughs> it's just like a no it's just well, not worth it. it it's not well actually cost effective wise it was great because it was only like 50 bucks for the entire thing yeah, yeah. you know what i mean instead of buying each individual one which can run you anywhere from like 10 to 20 bucks mm. per volume unless it's mm. like the black edition and it has volumes <laughs> one and two and one, well i gotta be black right i didn't name it <laughs> the pages the, the ends of the pages are black um i have so i have two of them over there mm-hmm. uh, but then he bought me the other like the whole edition one because he knew that i was getting into it but then he told me about this little app um it's a uh, it's a uh, viz manga oh yeah where you pay like it's like five bucks no, a buck two. and you get all these it's, it's two a bucks a month yeah and, you, yeah. yeah and you get all Ooh. these mangas it's like 
they're like our only stipulation is you can only read it's like uh, it's like 200 chapters a day or 300 <laughs> chapters a day i was like i'm sorry maybe i'm just not like a big reader but like i am never going to read that many in a day yeah there you go i, I never would come close to maxing out my daily allotted read yeah so chapters, I plan on Oh, oh, I was going to say, so one of the things, because it just saw it on the screen. So, yeah, so you see, like, Jujutsu Kaisen, Dr. Stone, One Piece, My Hero Academia, because so, mm-hmm. it's Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump yes. is a big company in Japan, but an, um, an, um, 99% of all Shonen Jump, of course, is for Shonen, young boys. But mm-hmm. um, there is one, and they're all straight, cisgender manga, mm-hmm. you know. It is what it is. Mostly it's about punching. We don't have a lot of time to talk about our sexuality. We're busy fighting demons. But there is one manga yeah. that I highly recommend um, that is actually extremely amazing. And uh, we'll see if you can see. I don't know if I can show you on camera, but I tell you all. It's a manga called Blue Flag. And it's actually a very amazing of queer manga. It's central love triangle. We have our okay. main girl and guy. But then we also have actually more it's like quadrangle but the girl has a friend Damn. yeah it's a girl who has a friend who is in love with her that's also a girl and then our main guy has a friend who's in love with him who is also a guy and one it's a one i bawled repeatedly in the story uh because it's very it's set in modern japan in modern japanese society so all the stigma all the biases everything is there like we're not sugarcoating this stuff it's hard um and it is really, really good. And I was super surprised to find that in the Shonen Jump app, you know, alongside, like I said, you know, One Punch Man and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. You do, like I said, yeah. you do have to pay for it. But if you have a library card, the Eastro Poma library system actually has all of it that you can check out for free. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. I didn't get my library card, library card <laughs> renewed. Yeah, I've just been buying so much digital like i have like uh i've been reading a lot of um i've been getting into like star wars comics mm-hmm. so i've been uh I, I have the marvel unlimited app i think i pay maybe it's like eight bucks a month and i get access to all these marvel comics and of course since disney owns marvel and star wars you get star wars comics too and a lot of those comics anything after like 2014 is canon so i'm just like reading about like thrawn and shit and just really diving into it and i want to read about cad bane because he made a spoiler alert uh appearance in the latest boba fett episode so yeah so i'm reading into that but we should probably wrap up because we're going on two hours this oh, is shit. a great conversation <laughs> some people no, have to go to work fine. tomorrow some people may have lives i don't but we do have a guest here <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, thank you so much for, for hopping on. We, we really appreciate it. Um, thank you. I love how you brought so much lore to Pokemon. I was like, Theron, you picked the right person for this conversation. Um, there's just so much, so much lore that, that we were able to learn about. Um, I had, I had no idea. Uh, about a lot of this stuff. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed doing this. This is actually the first podcast I've ever been in in my whole life. So, Whoa, really? Yeah, so Stephen was like, are you excited? And I'm like, I'm super excited. So, sorry, <laughs> I rambled on too long about no, you Mewtwo's existential no, you crisis didn't. and uh, Meowth's voice differences. But uh, there you go. That's what I do. I study Japanese and Japanese culture. So, uh, Stephen hates yeah. when I watch Yakuza films because I'll repeat what they say after them. 
and Stephen's like, <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta perfect my Yakuza accent. You never know when it's gonna come up. It's gonna be handy. He's <laughs> like, what a nerd. <laughs> Could you sign off for us in Japanese, Jerry? Uh, yep. Yasuminasai, mina, jata, mate. Uh, which is good night, everyone. Jane, mata. See you later. See you next time. Awesome. Love Which that. there definitely is going to be a next time because I do want to go through one of the cheesiest Sailor Moon films. And I feel like you would enjoy it as much as I enjoy it. Is the it, one but... where we get to meet Tuxedo Mask's boyfriend? Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's no. I've never. We'll I've never. Oh, I'm sorry. I've never seen a Sailor Moon movie, so this uh, would be my first one. No amount of dubbing well, will fix the fact that that is blatantly his boyfriend. <laughs> nope, no rehabs. Yes. <laughs> He's so jealous of Serena, but we'll talk about that later because I have to get the DVD, procure the DVD, and make Tyler sit down and watch it. Um, but thank you so much, Jared, for coming. Tyler, yeah, go so ahead much, and sign us out. Appreciate it. Yeah. So thank you all again so much, whoever you are and wherever you are, for joining us on this episode of The Fox and the Stone. We will see you later. Jaren, thank you again for being here. We really appreciate it. Theron, I will see you soon. And as always, bye. 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 Bye.